What's up everybody, Tara Wellman here. Happy 2019. I hope the first few days of your new year have been a good start to what will hopefully be a great year. One thing that will be happening this year that has never happened before is that Major League Baseball is headed to London. Now, you're probably wondering what the Yankees and the Red Sox playing in London has to do with the Cardinals. The answer is nothing, but it does help me introduce today's guest as we continue to wind our way through the winter, wondering about what we will see in this 2019 season. If you are on the Twitter, which you probably are if you're watching or listening to this, you may have seen from the winter meetings reports by the baseball Brit. Well, today, my guest on the show is Joey himself, the baseball Brit, who will, by the way, be making an appearance in St. Louis this summer. We talk all about the growth of baseball in the UK, what having this series in London means, and just where you will be able to follow his baseball adventures throughout the summer. Great conversation, really excited to have him on today, and I hope you'll enjoy it as well. So, here's Joey. So Joey, first of all, thank you so much for joining me today, uh, this afternoon for you, this morning for me, but uh, we're dealing with some international time zones, making it happen so that we can give everyone a bit more of an introduction to baseball and its growth in the UK. So thank you for, for joining me today. My pleasure to be on, Tara. Thanks for having me. So uh, you've just recently had the chance to go to the winter meetings in Vegas. I want to talk about that a little bit. But before that, uh, for people who maybe aren't quite familiar with with you, with your story, with what you're doing, let's sort of take it back a little bit. Your first introduction to baseball, uh, at least in person, was in Japan. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So um, I left England back in 2014 uh, to work over in the Far East. Um, didn't know anything about baseball, never given it a second thought, really, and saw my first game in Japan, the Oryx Buffaloes in Osaka. And since then, yeah, I've just been hardcore into it. What was it that hooked you? What was the thing about it that made you want to know more and, and now turn it into this incredible journey? Oh, boy. I think to begin with, it was just the fact that I was enjoying it, you yeah, know, watching the game, but I had no idea what was happening. I didn't, I didn't know how many players there were on each team. I didn't know if they had to come in a certain like lineup where you could just pick and choose whoever you wanted. I So it was my ignorance uh, at not understanding anything, but coupled coupled with my sheer enjoyment of just sitting there watching in Japan, like all the extra stuff as well that's going on with the cheerleaders and the beer girls, uh, all the statistics up on the screen. So it was the overall experience. And I saw it with my parents as well. So it was special just to sit there and have a chat with them and you know share that experience with uh, with them as well. Now, I imagine the fan experience, as you mentioned, is quite different in Japan than when you had the chance to come to the States and, and see some major league games. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But you did have the chance to come to Vegas and, and check out the winter meetings this year. What was that like? What was your expectation of the winter meetings? And, and then compare it to what the reality was. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's, it's the first time I've been you know, to any sort of winter meeting like that. And I'd read a little bit that it's essentially just lots of journalists coming together and drinking in the hotel lobby for <laughs> five days. 
and it didn't let me down on that front. It was uh, it was pretty boozy, but uh, you know, personally, I really enjoyed it. It's you know just the opportunity to be in the same room as lots of people that I I read online and I respect a lot. And I learn from like every time they write an article like Jay Jaffe, I'll read it and I'll learn lots about the Hall of Fame. I've got his Cooperstown casebook uh, just just to my right here. So, you know, from that kind of fanboy element, it was it was incredibly fun. Uh, but at the same time, I did have media pass and I, I therefore kind of had to suppress my my fan boy uh, and be professional and, you know, not ask people for selfies and things and all that stuff. So uh, it was it was quite difficult to kind of rein in my enthusiasm at just being in awe at all these people I was meeting, these heroes of mine. So in Vegas, was there anything that surprised you or that, that kind of stood out as, um, you know, the, the thing that you were least expecting? I think it was probably the, I knew the managers went to the winter meetings and they spoke to, you know, the assembled journalists, but I didn't realize quite, you know, the format of how they did it. So you go into this huge cavernous room underneath the Mandalay Bay Hotel and each day you had these kind of you had these different schedules for the managers. But on one side, you had maybe, I don't know, like Aaron Boone. And then on the other side, you had Alex Cora, for example. And the journalists had to kind of pick which manager they wanted to go and speak to. So I was there, you know, kind of just wanting to ask questions to all of them. But you had to pick. Um, and I found that I found that quite interesting. And I found it quite quite difficult in terms of, you know, which team do I choose? We have lots of, uh, you know, team accounts back in the UK. And I didn't want to let anyone down in terms of, you know, choosing the Blue Jays manager over the, the Orioles manager, for example. Um, so that was kind of a bit different from what I was expecting. But uh, other than that, it was pretty it was pretty standard. It was just a lot of people in a room learning uh, from the managers about what they're going to do this season. Lots of questions about the shift. Um, mm. But it was super fun. So, yeah, probably the best week I've had in 20 in 2018. Yeah, the the um, opportunity to see a lot of that up close, I'm sure, is is uh fascinating to say the least. You mentioned a lot of the the fan accounts in the UK. Let's talk about that because uh, I'm not sure that um, uh, many American baseball fans realize quite the reach that the game has now in in the UK. So uh, what's the the growth like? Who's paying attention and and how many teams are really involved in this? I think the growth is uh, it's very encouraging and it's it's happening fairly. I've only been using Twitter for just over a year uh, so when I joined back in, I think it was at the end of 2017, um, there weren't there weren't many people following national league accounts, for example, with the Cardinals in. And uh, you know, in the last 12 months, we've had you know uh, six, uh, 300% growth of the national league followers, and we've got we've got people now managing every single team. Although we are struggling a bit with the Reds and the Orioles, but uh, everyone else is accounted for, and lots of these have just like flourished. And we've got podcasts now on websites, merchandise excitement interaction it's uh it's an exciting time 2019 for you know for british baseball fans what do you think it is that has spurred a lot of that growth is it just more and more people being introduced to the game that's a really good question um i think certainly lots of people have been have been watching baseball in the uk i think for a long time without necessarily having a community to gravitate towards um, I'm not saying Twitter's perfect, but, you know, certainly from my point of view, Twitter's given me the opportunity. I've been a baseball fan for three years before, uh, since 2014, but discovering people like Batflips and Nerds on Twitter and then all the bit, all the various different team accounts. Uh, for me personally, I wake up every day. I'm in a fantasy baseball league for, for the National League, actually, with, with 19 other people. And every day we'll wake up and there'll be trades and there'll be banter and all, the, all these messages and excitement and fun. 
So I think I think social media really has helped. Um, I don't use Facebook much and I don't use Instagram at all. So it's just on Twitter that, that I'm, I'm I'm confident that there is this big community and we we have meetups and people have drinks together. And it's it's so fun, Tara, honestly, like I really hope I really hope some Cardinals fans make it out to London, even though it's the Red Sox Yankees and, you know, come and meet us and, you know, come and talk to us and you know, tell us about Bush Stadium and about your season and stuff, because we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, it's so exciting, I think, when you start to create that community. Obviously, uh, the Cardinals blog that I, I write for and that this is for is a part of creating that community for people. And it's it changes how you watch the game, right? When you're not just, you know, watching by yourself, but you have people to, to share ideas with and to uh, sometimes debate with about strategy and, and learn from and all of those things. It makes such a difference, I think. No, absolutely. And we have MLB UK community where we, we kind of all come together. And I, I find baseball, I enjoy watching it on my own as well. So, you know, I'm quite nerdy. So I have the scorecard and I'll just go and sit and, you know, score a game. But it's it it's a sport where you can you can talk to people and you can you, you can kind of share and reflect and, you know, discuss. Uh, it gives you that kind of time to to think, really, which in this in this day and age, you don't get that often, really. People, you know, have short attention spans these days, but uh, there's always so much other things that you could be looking at. But baseball, for me, I'm just engrossed in it. Like my phone stays in my pocket pretty much the whole time, unless I really, really want to kind of like they bring in like a relief pitcher, and I have no idea who it is, and then I'm googling like baseball reference or whatever to find out, you know, what their stats are. But other than that, there's just that kind of camaraderie that you have at baseball, watching a baseball game, and so many people in in the UK and Europe will be going to a baseball game for the first time in June. Yeah. And I can't wait for them to experience that that kind of excitement and fun of being with people and just, you know, watching the game slowly and talking and enjoying it. Yeah, let's talk about that because it's very exciting that uh, that the London series will be taking place this year. Um, the Yankees and the Red Sox, probably the most well-known teams outside of, uh, you know, kind of the the Midwest area of the United States. But nonetheless, this is a great opportunity not only for for fans in the UK, but also for baseball to embrace a, a whole nother section of their fan base, right? So what's it been like the build up to that and, and seeing people in the UK responding to the opportunity to have baseball there? I mean, um, it kind of cast my mind back a bit. I just remember the initial like sheer joy of finding out that Major League Baseball was even thinking about coming over to to Europe, first of all, and then we found out it was London. It kind of got leaked on MLB Network and there was People were taking screenshots of a, of a kind of TV image. And then we waited and we kind of half knew that maybe they were coming because of this leaked image. And then it got announced. And I was in South Korea and I think, I you know, I was just kind of fist pumping the air. And I couldn't believe it because I knew I knew what a big thing this is really for, you know, for baseball fans in this part of the world. So, you know, Yankees and Red Sox as well. What a big statement. You know, I'm sure Cards, Cubs maybe next year would be great. There but, you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they they kind of missed the beat there. But I think Yankees and Red Sox, it's it's a kind of signal of intent from Major League Baseball that this is they're really going to go for it. You know, uh, I was amazed the Red Sox gave up two of their home games for this. I thought it'd be split 50 50. I know some Red Sox fans, you know, being Red Sox fans from Boston, they're very passionate people. So I'm sure some maybe a minority or maybe a majority are pretty annoyed they're missing two games. But we're going to make sure that, uh, you know, we enjoy it just as much as they would have done. And we hope they come over and watch it with us. Yeah, it's so interesting to see Major League Baseball reaching out and trying to involve some of these international communities a bit more. And I think it's so great for a lot of reasons. One is that 
there's so much talk, and I'm sure you hear this, I'm sure you see this when you when you meet people and you talk about baseball in the US. There's kind of this this overriding idea that that baseball is broken. I'm not sure I believe that because you see it go to these other places and you see the excitement and you see the intensity of the rivalries. And I think part of the I don't know that it's a problem, but part of the the issue in the United States is that baseball is so readily available, right? There's so much of it. It's so saturated in this market that anyone can watch it, anyone can see it, anyone can experience it. Um, so I find it really exciting to see baseball go to these other places where it's not so readily ab- available. And then all of a sudden you see how exciting and how intensely passionate baseball fans really are, which makes me think maybe it's not baseball that's broken. <laughs> No, I mean, can I just apologise having a cup of tea, by the way, on the video no, there? I've, um, uh, I've got mine here too, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, for us, uh, to be honest, it, it, it's the other way around from what you've described. For us, it's it's very hard to kind of stumble across baseball. It's on it's on a satellite channel. Uh, it's on BT Sport, but it's on very late for us. The time difference makes it very difficult. We have quite a large Cubs following just because they have so many day games in Chicago. Mm. Uh, that For us, that means we can actually watch it in the evening. You guys, like in St. Louis, if you have a, a, a 7.05 start for us, I think that's maybe five past one in the morning. <laughs> in the morning. So we do have a few West Coast fans that kind of, you know, go the other way and will wake up at like four in the morning and watch the last maybe two or three innings in like, you know, L.A. or San Diego, wherever Seattle. So uh, for us, there isn't too much of it. We have MLB at bat where you can pay £100. And then that is fantastic, by the way. So those of us that love baseball already, we have that resource and we can watch it on my phone. I can watch it through my laptop on my TV. But if you're new to baseball or, you know, uh, maybe someone that's curious about baseball, that's a big gamble to spend £100 flat out if you're not sure you love it or not. So that's another reason why Major League Baseball heading to London is so great, because it's going to be in our media for the first time. It's going to be in our newspapers. It's going to be on BBC. We had Jackie Bradley Jr. over, I think, two or three weeks ago, and he was on he was on our big radio channel, our big sports radio channel. He was on TV as well. So hopefully more people are going to learn about baseball and see baseball. And personally, I don't think there's too much wrong with it. I know the pace of play gets mentioned. Uh, but, you know, for me, three hours, three hours, 10, three hours, 15, I don't really care. Yeah, I'm of the opinion that if you're committed to, to two and a half hours, what's three hours and 10 minutes, right? And and if it's something that you're enjoying, why not? Um, no, I, I love hearing that. I was actually going to ask you what the, the, the sort of media response has been with, ahead of the series coming to London, because um, that's a big part of this, right, is getting it out in front of people and letting them see it for the first time. I think that's probably like the most important thing is, um, you know, we're the people on Twitter that I'm friends with, we're we're already committed to baseball. We love it. So we're going to be there doing everything we can to let others know about it. But it does take a big media kind of corporation like the BBC or, you know, Radio 5 Live, uh, maybe a big celebrity just to kind of get behind it as well. So, you know, more people are introduced to it because we're doing our bit, but we don't have that many followers. And, you know, we're kind of a small community that's growing rather than an already established big name. So the BBC, Sky Sports, if you're listening, get stuck in. It's worth it, I promise. It's it's a great thing to be a part of. Um, I did want to ask you, uh, someone on Twitter who happens to be from the UK, now living in the United States, asked if there's um, if there's much growth in participation in baseball and, and how much something like having this series in London can do to maybe introduce it to kids for the first time and, and have them inspired to to give it a shot themselves. Yeah, we don't. I'll be honest, we don't have the infrastructure or the facilities at the moment, uh, but this is all part of the process. So, you know, 
I was speaking to the manager of Team GB, you know, the Great Britain uh, national team. We're, we're currently ranked 38th in the world, but he's certainly hoping that this, this event in London brings the community together, uh, coaches and managers and teams from Scotland and you know Ireland and Wales, wherever. We don't care. We just hope that people come together and see this as an opportunity to really grow interest in the sport, and hopefully it will lead to more funding in the future. They had, they had funding turned down recently but uh, it went to softball which is great but baseball baseball missed out so hopefully this is gonna this is gonna help yeah a, a great chance at least for um, that excitement to inspire uh, some people there as well so let's move away from that a little bit and go back to your experience viewing baseball in the states and around the world uh, you spent most of last summer traveling to see baseball. You're doing the same this summer. What's on, on the agenda this year? I know you made it to St. Louis last year, um, but where are you looking to go this year? I'll be honest, I've got to be careful what I say because uh, I'm I'm so excited, Tara, about what, what I'm going to be doing this year. And like last last summer was you know the best summer of my life. So I don't want to rub it in anyone's face. I really hope I'm not gloating, but yeah, last year I saw 75 games, um, you know, across the USA, West Coast to East Coast. And this year I'm seeing 162. I'm going to do a full, the equivalent of a season um, and make sure I see over 100 Major League Baseball games because that's really where the interest is back home. But I also love the minors and the and the independent stuff. So, you know, I'll, I'll be heading, you know, to go and see the Palm Beach Cardinals, the you know, Springfield Cardinals. I'll be at Memphis for one game, the Redbirds as well, your AAA team. So, I am so excited. I, I fly to Hong Kong tomorrow and I've got to work for a couple more months and just earn some money and then that will pay for the car, hopefully, and I can I can hit the road and I'll be I'll be I'll be blogging about it and reporting back to people in the UK and anyone really that's interested in in just a, a random British guy loving each day at a baseball ballpark. It's a it's a baseball fan's dream, right, to spend the summer watching baseball. So we can we can all live vicariously through you. Um, I also love minor league baseball because I think you see, um, and I, I've heard you say this before. You you see a, a level of simplicity and of the the pure drive to get better at this game that you you don't quite get at the major league level. But I also think it's fascinating to watch these guys really chasing that dream, and and you see how much it means and and how intensely they want to get there and I think that's a really fascinating part of the whole baseball process when you get a chance to see that up close plus um, there's nothing quite like the experience at a minor league baseball game although I imagine baseball in Japan is uh, a close rival <laughs> yeah baseball in Japan and Korea is fantastic but I was at Springfield Cardinals last last summer and that was one of my favorite ballparks and one of my favorite experiences the people in Missouri uh, the Midwest generally are uh, some of the warmest most friendly people and you know I, I really enjoyed my time in Missouri um, and I'm I'm really excited I'm just checking I'm back I'm in St. Louis for a game against the Royals I think on the 21st of May so I'll be I'll be in town for one day 21st of May and the 5th of June against the Reds so if if anyone in St. Louis wants to meet up and have some toasted ravioli or you know a beer or whatever then you know, do get in touch because I'd love to meet I'd love to meet as many as many cards fans as possible. Awesome, there you go. Yeah, make sure if you're if you're in St. Louis and can can uh, check out those games or even just catch them before the game. Make sure you do that because um, this is like I said earlier. This it's a community and it's a great opportunity for us who who live and die Cardinals baseball to sort of embrace another portion of that fan base. Um, you like I said, you were in St. Louis last year. What was that experience like? I was in St. Louis, um, so I actually met up with a guy who, who who was at university there, 
Yeah. He'd written um, an article for the Hardball Times. His name's Wes. He's a he's a Reds fan, to be fair, but he was at university in St. Louis, and he was a smashing bloke. And I said, I'm going to come and meet you because he, he, he spent the time to write this article about me. I think when I was in Springfield, actually, I woke up in Springfield and I did a phone interview with him from the Hardball Times. And I stayed for the Washington Nationals game. I saw Bryce Harper uh, in the outfield. I, was, I sat in the bleachers, Tara. And if I'm being honest, I drank way too much. So, uh, it was so fun. Like, the weather was perfect. We had these like dancing girls like across the grass, like really nearby, like doing all sorts of like, gymnastic kind of stuff. They were throwing things, T-shirts and stuff. And, uh, you know, it was it was great. Bush Stadium actually went back uh, the, the following day. I think you were playing the Brewers the second day. And I stayed for a third day because I just enjoyed the, the ballpark so much. It's such a great place to watch baseball. And uh, I, yeah, I, I made sure it's definitely on the itinerary for this summer because it's it's one of my favorite ballparks in Major League Baseball. What what are your favorite places? Where have the best experiences been so far? I mean, uh, the people that know me and follow me online, they'll know that I'm a big Miss, uh, Midwest fan. I'm I'm not just saying that because I know you're from the Midwest. Like generally, <laughs> it's my favorite place. So. I've got to be careful what I say. I know because I'm, you know, talking to a Cardinal fan, but I really like, you know, Kaufman as well, uh, the Royals. Um, I saw my first ever, like, NFL. I saw the Chiefs play there. Okay. And, you know, that kind of made me think, wow, I need to come back and watch a baseball game. And um, I It's like... a great place to watch a game. Kaufman's great. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's odd that it's in a car park, you know what I mean? Yeah. But once you're inside and you forget the fact you're actually in the middle of a car park, it's it's an incredible place with the fountains, but St. Louis I love because it's it's got that downtown location and they kind of gentrified the area. You have a uh, you have all those bars right across the street uh, where you can walk you know walk directly into the ballpark. But I liked Oakland as well. You know, it's kind of grungy, grimy, a bit dirty. It reminds me of some of the ballparks in Korea where you know where I where I watched a lot of the games. So oh, I love all of them. Like, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> There's not a bad place to watch a game, right? No, honestly, like, there isn't. Like when people ask me to rank them, it's very difficult. But the Cardinals were in my top three uh, when I when I spoke to Batflips. That isn't record, I think. So you can check that. Well, we're glad to hear that. Of course, we're a bit biased, but uh, we love the experience of watching a game in St. Louis. And and I think the fans there are are so intensely passionate about baseball as well. That helps the experience for sure. Um, so as you are getting set to make this journey again this year, where can people follow you? How can they they uh, tag along and, and see what your journey brings this summer? <laughs> well, I think I'm just in one place. So I, I use Twitter and uh, you can follow me at BaseballBrit um it's it's quite an easy one to remember i hope and i'll be i'll be traveling all over the usa so even if there's cardinals fans like out west in los angeles or out east wherever in the usa like uh if i'm if i'm nearby i'll tweet where i'm going in the morning and i'll jump in the car and if there's any cardinals fans anywhere then it'd be lovely to meet them and you know go and watch a, uh, a ball game with them somewhere excellent so keep your eyes on that Twitter account. You can follow, like I said, live live this baseball dream vicariously through Joey. Thank you so much for your time today. And uh, I'm looking forward to the, the stories that you stumble across this summer. Tara, thanks for having me, mate. And I'm looking forward to meeting you this summer as well. Excellent. Thanks so much. There really is nothing like building a community of like-minded people. And when that like-mindedness is around baseball, 
It's a lot of fun. So I really would encourage you to follow the UK Cardinals Twitter account. I will put it in the show notes below. Make sure you give them a follow so that we can help them uh, introduce Cardinals baseball to a whole nother segment of a potential fan base in the UK. Also make sure you're following Joey. It's at Baseball Brit and you can see where he will be throughout the summer. Make sure if you're in St. Louis and you get a chance, you take it to meet up with him. And again, just build this baseball community and the international flavor that it now has. Thank you all for watching and for listening. Make sure you're subscribed here and to the podcast. New episodes of Chirps come out every Wednesday. You can find all sorts of other great information at birdsontheblack.com. And I will be back again with another edition of Winter Wonderland as we inch closer to pitchers and catchers reporting in February. Until then, I'm Tara Wellman, and I'll see you next time.